truth. You got to protect fields better. You got to protect that kid better. Knowledge. We've got to be able to tackle unabashed honesty. These kids, they're believing, they're buying in. Here we go. That's the guy that has to make it happen. What do you expect from Legends? Hampton OB. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. The Hampton OB Show starts now. Indeed it does, and we welcome you in. Happen OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Slow-moving game, not over yet. They're at the two-minute warning, and the Bears trail the Eagles 25-20 to at Soldier Field. Uh, Justin Fields went out for a bit, actually went into the locker room, but came back and just threw a touchdown pass to Pringle to make it 25-20. to The Eagles have the ball right now, and uh, again, we're at the two-minute warning at Soldier Field. We welcome you in once again. Happen OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Evidently, he had to go put a Superman cape yeah. on, come back out, and, you know, boom, they're at the 50. And then uh, running uh, a couple of quick uh, stops, and, and then now uh, he was able to uh, find Dante Prentice in the corner of the end zone, unattended, for a touchdown to close it. To a five-point game, but I, I just want to know one thing, Ob. Where the hell has this been all year? Well, this aggressive style of not only tackling people and not just lunging. Jalen Johnson has had his best game of of his career. Jalen Jones, number thirty-one, the other corner, has been terrific. Jaquan Brisker is back and playing with a vengeance. And all I can tell you is. I personally, I personally, I am just at a, 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 a pause to wonder. We find our, ourselves against the best team in football, and now we we blitz people, Ob. Now we actually get after people. My God, where's this been? Well, I'm gonna tell you what, Danny. It hasn't been. And if you hear me from week to week to week, month after month, so far this season. I said there's one word what this team hasn't been, and the one word I want them to be on both sides of the ball, and you just used that word, aggressive. Aggressive. Finally, folks, they're playing against a team with the best record in the National Football League, obviously the Philadelphia Eagles, 12-1, and who are going to be 13-1 and now. But I w- excuse me a second. I want to tell you what. They stepped up to the plate. I mean, defensively, how many times have I said they should use the line tricks, the twists, or the Lexus or Rexes? In other words, the inside guy switching positions with the outside guy and coming with a Mac blitz, a middle blitz, a weak side blitz, a strong side blitz, coming with a safety blitz. Finally, finally, in what, the 14th game? We see it. Finally, they get aggressive defensively because we don't man up to them. We don't even come close to manning up to the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm talking about man for man, position for position. But look at what you can do with a team that has only won three games. Look at what you can do if you think you can. Look what you think you can do if you're being aggressive. I'm talking offensively. Go for it. Move the ball down the field. Move it over the middle of the field. Move the pocket. Go with the hurry-up offense. Move. I, these are the things that you do, folks, and it's being aggressive. Why do you have to sit back and let them pound you week after week after week? And that's exactly what we have seen. Finally, today, now the Eagles come in here, think they're going to have a cakewalk. Well, they didn't have a cakewalk. Finally, somebody woke up on that coaching staff and they tried to move the ball down the field offensively, and I'll be diddly damned defensively. Guess what? We don't even come close to manning up defensively with anybody in this league. But look what happens. Look what happens when you become aggressive. Look what happens when you blitz your linebackers with the line tricks. Look what happens when you come with a a strong safety, a weak safety, a corner blitz. You're becoming aggressive, and that's what we were today, and I was happy to see it, although we're not. And as a matter of fact, folks, if we played the Eagles next week, the week after, we'd never beat that team. But finally, finally, for heaven's sakes, we look like a football team, and we went after people, and I can't ask for any more than that.
Amen. And you know what? When you're aggressive, good things happen. We forced Damn right. three turnovers from the, the mighty Eagles. And I ain't no Jalen Hurts fan. And I, I'm just telling you, when, you know, everybody goes, oh, well, he's in the MVP. Hey, stick around. Stick around. We'll see. But I'm just saying, I wasn't impressed. I, I am impressed with A.J. Brown. I thought their offensive line, who came in really highly publicized as maybe the best offensive line of football. Well, guess what? Our front seven with Thomas and and Nick Morrow played their butts to a standstill. And I guarantee you in the locker room, the Eagles are glad to get out of here with the win. Andy. I agree, I agree Danny. And guess what? Defensively, we lost our best player, our middle linebacker. Yeah, Jack Sanborn. Yep. Jack Sanborn. We lost him. For basically almost a half of a game. Yeah, and Tevis Jenkins, our offensive right guard, who came out of nowhere and has graded as the highest performing player on offense, we lost him to a neck injury uh, first series. Okay, folks, again, I know we lost this game, but I, here's what, and let me just say it again. I'll tell you what, I was so thrilled to see this team, the Chicago Bears, for God's sakes, become a, a real football team, as far as, and I, this is my opinion. Nobody. This is just my opinion. And we were aggressive offensively, and more important, we were aggressive defensively. We couldn't stop anybody. People would beat us down at the line of scrimmage, our linebackers, our defensive backs. We couldn't stop third down conversions. We couldn't stop people from scoring points. Why? Because we were not aggressive. We sat back and let them take care of us. They put us down. Not today they didn't. They played probably, again, record-wise, the best team in the National Football League. We played at home in front of our fans, our great fans. And I'll tell you what, I'm kind of proud. I know they lost the game. I didn't ever think they could beat the Eagles no matter what. But I'll tell you what, finally, finally, Eberflus figures something out. Hey, let us be the aggressive ones for once. We, were, we played 14 games, 13 games. And we're not aggressive. We haven't done a damn thing in the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter. We don't convert on third down. We don't score the amount of points we need to win a game. But finally again today, I saw something, Danny, and the one word again, we were aggressive on offense and defense. I know we lost it, but I'll tell you what, it was a damn good sight to see. All right, we're going to take a quick time out here. The Bears did lose, by the way. The final is now 25-20. to 20. Uh, there were a couple of games in overtime as well, and the Chiefs won over the Texans, and it looks now as though the, uh, the, the Jaguars have beaten the Cowboys in overtime as well. We'll update you on the scoreboard when we get back. Happen OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. Side to Montgomery, his second touchdown. Bears take advantage of the takeaway. Hammond will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Good offensive day for the Bears at certain points. Uh, Justin Fields was kind of running for his life at points in the game as well. Six sacks. That first, the, the first run that set up a touchdown, I, 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 I'm just telling you, I've seen a lot of runs <laughs> and big-time plays, but I, I'm just saying to sh- shrug off a sack – and break five tackles, and they said he stepped out, what, at the 8 or 10 or something yep. like that. But to essentially set the Bears up to score, and they threw a wheel route. You've been screaming for that forever, OB. Yes. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying there's a, there's a lot of reasons why I say yes. And I'm not going to say – you know, it's time for Justin Fields to be talked about in the in, in the top six quarterbacks in all of oh, pro come football. On, Dan. No, but I'm just telling you, there's a lot of reasons to believe he's got a chance to join that select group. If if think about this, you know, Jalen Hurts. We we watched him today. He threw for over 300 yards. He ran for a 30 yard touchdown untouched, but he was only sacked one time. Jalen, uh, you know, Justin was sacked six times. He was having to dodge and, 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 you know, make moves and runs and just to get out of the pocket. And yet he still was able to manufacture enough offense to keep us in this game till the very, very end. So there's, um, again, 91 total yards passing for the Bears, 91 
91 yards, Andy. I mean, you've got to just shake your head and say, you know, somehow, some way, we've got to be better as far as protection. But remember, we talked about this going in uh, this game on the pre uh, in the pregame. He didn't have his top two receivers, and at, at some point, all of these factors, and then his best offensive lineman went out of it. So all these things contributed to the outcome. But but I see flashes of brilliance and a great and bright future. Well, are you two, who are you talking about? The quarterback? I'm talking about number one, Justin Fields. Well, I'm talking I, about him. I, I, I'd have to take issue with you, Dan. I'll tell you what. I, I don't see. Would what, you trade him for Jalen Hurts? I don't care. You, I don't see what you see, and let me. You had your say. Let me say my say. All right. First downs. We were five of thirteen. Five of thirteen. You're going to lose a football game in the National Football League in the year 2022. You passed for 91 yards. Our opponent passed for 309, and they won the game. 91 yards. Every week it's the same thing. 78 yards, 48 yards. Three years ago we played Cleveland. We had a net one-yard passing. We rushed for 157 yards. They rushed for 112. Where was the difference? Converting on third downs. That was the difference. What was the difference in passing? 309 yards. 309, and we passed for 91 yards in the year 2022 in the National Football League. And everybody and his brother knows that this is a passing league. 3 one, now, 2 I'm going to tell you, and I know you love the kid number one, our quarterback. I'll tell you what, I do not think he's the answer. And I'm going to tell you what, we're going to go through the rest of these games and they're going to come back next year. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to be the same story. You've got to pass in this league to win. I agree. But how are you going to pass when you don't have pass protection or no receivers? You think that Philadelphia wins today without A.J. Brown and Deontay, Devontae Smith? Danny, how many? Let me tell you something today. But I'm talking how, reality. How many play-action plays did they come with? How many sprint outs? How many bootlegs did the Bears run today? Not enough. Not one. All right, and you're trying to win a football game? And you're, you're blaming that on Justin Fields? No, I'm blaming on the stupid coaches we have. Okay, I'm talking about Justin Fields. You're talking about uh, the other 15 idiots around him. Well, it doesn't matter, Danny. He's the one. They think that that's what he can do the best, and obviously he can't. Again, passing for 91 yards in four quarters of a football game. It's pathetic. And we're supposed to win it, and you convert five times out of 13 on third down Folks, you're not going to win a football game. And by the way, again, there's only 17 of these games. And I'm not talking about we're going to look to the, to the future. We're going to look to next year's draft or all this. That's all a bunch of BS. It's from week to week. That's what you're doing. Why? Because you can die on that damn field. 312-981-7200. That's our phone number here. If you want to jump into the conversation that we're having here, we uh, have some callers That's our lined Christmas, up. That's uh, festive uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, by the way. Christmas. The stocking <laughs> stuff for jour right there. Let's go out to the phones and welcome in Randy from Shorewood. You're out with Happen OB. Go ahead, Randy. Hey, guys. Frequent caller. I just, oh, my God, I'm real mad. So what I want to complain about today is the stupid awareness and stupid coaching I'm with OB here. He needs to stop running. Fields needs to stop running. He needs to pay attention. This is where coaching gets involved. On the play, he got hurt. The flag is down right in front of him before he starts to take off. If he would look three feet to his left, see the flag down, it's obviously going to be holding. Just let the play go back. Even if he scores on that play, it's coming back because of holding, and he gets hurt on that play because he's got no awareness. Another thing, on the Hurts sneak on the 4 or 15 that he had, half of our team we're in the neutral zone. That is stupid coaching. If we want to get something right, we need to fix those stupid mistakes. We have the awareness of a JV high school team with stupid things like that. Well, Randy, okay. You know, everything on the field, it's bang, 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 and you don't know who got a holding or flags down or whatever. And I agree. He, I'm pointing to the great Ed Obradovich uh, sitting next to me. He and I have said, from day one, okay, this kid, he's got a dimension that is special when he runs. 
But you cannot build your dreams on that dimension. You've got to develop the passing nuancing of the offense and, and, to do that, unfortunately, it requires a lot of help with coaching and player and, you know, certain capabilities. We don't have it when we're running somebody. Uh, I've never heard of the guy. He never caught a pass today. Uh, number 85. What was his oh, name? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't even know his name. Cole Komet. Nesimbia Webster. Not 85. Uh, Webster. Webster. Yep. Webster, 83, I think. Anyway, yep. I'm just saying, that's who he's throwing to in crunch time of an NFL game? Well, why? Well, there's a, and we can go back through the litany of reasons. All I'm saying is the cupboard is bare with the, the accessories that he needs to function and be a top six quarterback. But I think there are, there's enough there that I think my eye sees it. It's just, I'm not sure that Luke Getze is the guy that's going to get it out of him because I think Luke Getze is more worried about outcome more than the actual progression of his career. And if it, if he was more worried about that, he would dissuade the quarterback from running. He would try to, to put a dampener on all those pull downs and for God's sakes he calls all these runs you know that he's not worried about Justin and you know his passing prowess he's more worried about trying to make a first down and getting some points and making himself look good and this we got two different dynamics going here 312-981-7200 is our phone number if you are on hold please stay there we're going to break for the news here and then we'll get back to your calls on the other side of the news break yes uh, please hold on folks we got lots to talk about yes we do 312-981-7200 again is the phone number happen will be a sponsored by your local chevy dealers at chevydrivechicago.com bears lose by the final score of 25 to 20 to the philadelphia eagles today the eagles now 13 and 1 on the year and the Bears fall to 3-11 and 11 on the season. Up next will be the Buffalo Bills at Soldier Field coming up next Sunday. Time now for a check of the news. We'll get into the newsroom right now with Ron Brown. End around. Valus Jones got around the first man. The Eagles were all over and the ball comes out. Turned over there by Maddox and recovered by Reddick. Courtesy of Fox Sports, Valus Jones put another one on the ground and lost the fumble. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Andy Major alongside the guys, 25-20. Eagles over the Bears today. Eagles now 13-1. The Bears fall to 3-11 with the Bills up next at Soldier Field on Sunday. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. we got a bunch of people that want to jump on here, so let's get right to the phones as well. We'll go out to uh, Texas and welcome in Ed. Ed, you are on with Happen will be. Go ahead. Uh, hello, good afternoon, uh, gentlemen. Uh, this is Ed, uh, originally from Maywood, uh, Proviso East High School. Um, there you go. I, uh, have, yes, sir. <laughs> well, I have a question about Justin Fields. Uh, he seems to be having cramps. Uh, do you guys think that there is some type of problem with uh, nutrition and uh, strength and conditioning? And is there a coach uh, in charge of helping him in, in these uh, type of things? The thing that Ed that I could say one thing that I know medically and I wouldn't and I wouldn't bet on it, <laughs> but I think my knowledge is that he needs a little salt in his body. Okay, thank you. Also, I'd like to ask Dan: Is it true that he fell out of a tree, and and how did he overcome that and become an NFL Hall of Famer? Huh. Uh, meanness, I think I, that happened when I was twelve, and I spent three or four months in a wheelchair but you know you heal up but back to uh the thing about justin fields and let me just tell you this i i i understand that a quarterback has to be judicious when he does run and you're going to take hits and we saw jalen hurts get popped a couple of times and everybody held their breath and oh no I'm just saying, it's 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 one plus one equals two. That's going to happen. There's no way around it. They're just built different than running backs or even receivers. But all that being said, something's going on with his legs. Remember, in Atlanta, he was cramping up and he couldn't run well, and they called a, a quarterback sweep, and they ran him out of bounds, and that's where he got bounced on his shoulder because he was just kind of jogging at the end. So, I mean, this isn't a one-time thing. This is about a three- or four-time thing. And it wasn't like 
at some point, you know, you've got to say, uh, you know, is it nutrition? Is it training or what? I'm just saying, for God's sakes, you know, I, I, I personally, you know, I never had a problem with cramps and I wasn't maybe that the racehorse athlete that he is, but I'm just saying, yeah, they got people that take care of that. They got nutritionalists. They've got uh, trainers. They've got six assistant trainers. They got three uh, strength coaches. They got all these people. And uh, evidently, it's not just the assistant coaches that are mopes, but apparently we've got a bunch of people that don't know how to prepare our quarterback to be able to run 15 times in a game. I don't want him running 15, but that's what he ran today. So on what, the 13th carry, he cramped up and he had to leave the field and go to the locker room. You know, thankfully he came back and we didn't have to see Nathan Peterman more than once. But at some point, Iberflus, hello, you need to get this figured out. Well, Danny, he had 15 attempts. He ran the ball 15 times, talking about Justin Field. And he got sacked six times. He got sacked with the football, and that's when you take a pounding. So that's 21 times this guy got hit by one, two, or three or four more people at a, at a clip, at a time. Okay, that's 21 times. Something is going to go wrong when you go from week to week to week, and it's going to be a little nick, uh, this nick, and that, uh, that kind of a nick. And I'm going to tell you somewhere, somewhere along the line, they keep calling these designated running plays for him, etc. This kid is not going to make it, folks. It's just the way it is. Three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero is the number. Mike in Rockford, you are around with Happy Go ahead, Mike. Uh, listen, here we go again. Another week of uh, of another disgusting coaching finanza, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, bonanza. Uh, guys, listen. I don't care what Ryan Poles has up his sleeve. If he's gonna, you know, we're gonna get the number two draft slot. And they've got all this cap space money to spend, and they're gonna bring all these players in here. It's not gonna do any good when they have coaches that can't pull their head out of their keister to save their life. I got a question for you. Why, before the half, why were they not kicking the field goal? If they have that little faith in Santos, why is he even on the team? I mean, the guy can't kick extra points. He's missed five this year. But you got a chance to kick a field goal, and they take a delay game and back up and punt. You don't have anything to lose. You're 3-10. You're and 10. Are you kidding me? And then not even to throw the ball down. The, they did throw the ball a little more in the first half, but what they did in the second half, I, guys, I can't figure this team out. But we're all sitting here worried about you know the holes they have on the roster. But, guys, you can bring all the players and stars you want. If they have coaching like this, I think we got to worry about this because Pauls can bring all the players he wants in. But if they're going to have a debacle with Getsy, Call the plays he's calling and killing fields out there, and and I, and I hold this all on Eberflus because he's the head coach. If his defensive coordinator and his special teams coordinator and his offensive coordinator are failing, then it's got to be on his shoulders. Uh, I'll hang up, guys. Thanks for taking right, my call. Thank you. Okay, uh, first and foremost, uh, Mike. Let me let me just say this: there was a sequence of shots from the television, and you saw. Cairo Santos throwing grass up in front of his face. The wind out of the south into the, the the stadium was bitter and strong. And I was on the field at halftime, so I know. I mean, it was really cold. And for whatever reason, what he was doing, Cairo Santos, he was basically making the case for them to punt. Because it was almost like, hey, hey, don't ask me to go out there after I just shanked an extra point and act like I'm going to be great. Because look at look at the, the you know the conditions. Oh, they're bad, and that's why we need to get another kicker if he's doing that. I would be up there saying, I can do it. I can, you know, you need you would think you know positive mentality would would be what you're looking for, not somebody making a, a mea culpa about look, 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 it's not a good spot. But the other part about that is. Eberflus is looking at him, obviously seeing that he doesn't feel positive about making a, a, a good pass at it in an attempt. So then they, they monkey around and let the clock run out. So 
that's why they got the penalty, and then they decided to punt. And the other part of that was, I think it was 6-3 at the time, and it's at a close game like that, and a lot of times a scared kicker worried about distance will hit the ball a little bit high, and then he'll hit, and it'll be low, and you can get it blocked, and then return for a touchdown. So if this kicker kicking into a cold wind is giving you the vibe, I ain't got it in me, then they didn't want to, you know, put the, you know, the arm on him. And now it's Christmas. We're not getting somebody else. We got to play out the string with this imposter. Danny, did you with the TV? They had the camera right on. Does that sound right? I mean, that? I, saw, I everybody yeah. saw. They had the camera right on his face. You could almost read his words. And you know, I think he. he I got nothing. He, he saw. He saw, must have saw how much wind was blowing, how cold it was. He might have took scared to death pills. Who knows? Before the game, I don't know. Okay, and as far as the coaches, Alan Williams, I'm sure Eberflus with the bye week, since they let the players off for like an entire five or six days, they didn't have to go out to practice. And put their you know sweat clothes on, so they got to spend a lot of time watching film, whatever. It, to me, it seemed like Eberflus kind of had a caution to the wind mentality. We're going to blitz. There were, I, I, that's and, what I like. Well, and I liked it too. And you know what? Philadelphia couldn't handle it. It really gummed them up, and they hit us a couple of times on some big plays. But all things considered, if Valus Jones doesn't fumble that ball. I mean, this could be a completely different game. We, we could be talking about we beat the, the Mighty Eagles. I'm just saying all the things led us down that path. But I'll tell you this, Lou Getze, Lou Getze, I don't get it. And I don't I'm, – I'm, I'm just saying, OB, I'm not buying into that. Well, I, I, I can't argue with you on that, Danny. But I can tell you what I saw, again, the aggressiveness – a total different philosophy, obviously, from the entire coaching staff. It had to, Dan. It had to because we've been taking a beating week after week, month after month, and finally when you come in and the best team in football, basically, record-wise anyway, comes into your living room, and guess what? We stood up to the plate, and they fought them all the way down to the end, and that, I say kudos to the Bears for doing that. Again, real quickly here, defensively, I seen them come with line tricks, linebacker blitzes, safety blitzes, corner blitz. They did everything today to try to win this football game and that I like and I appreciate. Offensively, there's only so much that we can do. We have an offensive line that struggles mightily, struggles mightily to keep a running back up and to keep our quarterback up. It is a definite problem and I'm going to tell you what, for the next what, we got what, three games left we're playing against some good teams. You know what? Let's not throw the towel in and you guys just keep fighting and keep going and don't Give up. Okay, and we got to go to break, but somewhere in the post game, I have got a long and detailed list about Ryan Poles and how he has graded out with his draft picks and free agents so far this year and as we look at the draft next year. I right, we'll look forward to that. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. If you're on hold, please stay there. We'll get back to you after this break. Real quickly yep. here. Again, Danny, 5 of 13 conversions and passing for a net 91 yards. You are not going to win a football game in the National Football League, period. All right. Chevy dealers. Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game. They hustle up just in case. Again, he scrambles. There's a flag down. This ball! Great to see Kyler Gordon back in there after he and Jaquan Brisker missed a couple of games with concussions. So that's our defensive player of the game, or at least one of our defensive players of the game, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Secondary, pretty good today. I would say the entire secondary. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Gordon obviously has had some ups and downs, but today the secondary, they played magnificent The philosophy football. changed. Exactly. They were aggressive. They were fighting. They weren't playing this, you know, lame, soft zone, just letting people run through like we did against the Dolphins and make those guys look like superstars. It was ridiculous. That was so great to see, Danny. Yes. Finally, our defense actually come after somebody instead of taking a pounding, a pounding for what, 13, 14 games every week? Were the guys receiving the blows on both sides of the right ball. Right, today, today, that was so great to see. All right, a lot of folks have been patiently waiting to get on with you guys. Let's go to Mike in Niles. You are on with Happen OB. Go ahead, Mike. 
Hey, so I was, uh, you talked about Kyra Santos and the second half uh, kick and that he was uncomfortable kicking in the open air. And I was at the game and we were watching the, the flags and the flags were pretty well dead on both ends of the stadium. I was wondering if there's any difference between kicking in Soldier Field and in the future dome that is proposed in Arlington Heights. Is there, uh, is there any favorability to keeping him to kicking the dome, or is he just scared of kicking field goals? Mike, I can missing I, an extra point. I've got a quick answer for you. At Soldier Field, when you used to go on our, our punter and our kickers every day, they used when we were at, at Wrigley Field. Every day they went down to Soldier Field when when we moved over to Soldier Field to play our home games, and they went down there. And the reason why yeah. they went down there because of all the wind swirling around in Soldier Field coming off the lakefront, and that was important. All right, Mike. Thanks so much yeah, for the but, call. But I was I was there, and there was there was really no wind swirling around. We were in the we were in the stands. There really wasn't that much wind. The flags were dead. Why was he afraid to kick the, the field goal? And, and my next question would be, why are you afraid to cut him and get somebody else that isn't afraid? Okay, I mean this well, is professional football. He, he was a, he, he said he didn't want to kick the field goal, and they took the penalty for five yards and punted it, and we gave the ball back to the Eagles. We could have won the game, and he really should have gotten us three points. Well, the three point. points, obviously. I mean, if we had it, Robbie Gold still on him, if we Robbie Gold would have kicked that field goal. All right, Mike. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. You're exactly right. And and see, the, those are, you know, it's like, uh, you know, 212-yard par three over water against the wind. How many people want to step up there and hit that shot, right? I got a buddy, Wick, says, yeah, and then he tops it in the, in the lake. I'm just saying, how many people say, yeah, I want it and give it to me. He was saying the opposite. So you got to reevaluate how you want to go down the road with this cat. All right, back to the phones. Let's get out to uh, Dan in Mount Prospect. Dan, you're on with Happen OB. Go ahead. Okay, guys. Uh, you're doing a nice job. Thank but you. I think you, you went blind in the first quarter. The Bears lost the game on the first quarter. Uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, they were ready, uh, uh, ready to to, to to run a play something, and uh, there was a deep uh, safety that was uh, assigned to protect the goal line. Uh, just before the the ball was snapped, he took off and ran towards the, the scrimmage line. I don't know if he's trying to help the the guards or something like that. In the meantime, the center opened up, and there goes the quarterback. Yep, folds just. Traced and down. He could have walked into the, into, the, into, the, into the end zone. It was a Look blitz call. And, and see that. Look okay, here's what happened. That. Houston Carson came rolling up late, and they were going to blitz. And whether or not Jalen Hurts saw it, at the snap of the ball, I think the nose uh, tackle, Mike Petton, he went to his left. The safety went in the same gap. And then there was it was the parting of the Red Seas. So that was a bust on the defensive lineman and the safety going in the same gap. Yeah. It, and it, just imagine the safety going through the the other gap. He would have hit the quarterback in the mouth. So yes, you're hey that was a bust, and you're you're exactly right. But guess what? Houston Carson has started all of what this is his second game. I can remember so. That's going to happen. Unfortunately, it was a critical moment in the game. Well, actually, what he did, he made a mistake, Dan. He went into the wrong gap. That's the way I saw it. Yeah. When you come up, when you, uh, hey, Danny, I'm talking about the caller, Danny. Dan, when when you see a, a safety blitz, a weak safety or a strong safety blitz, and sometimes with a corner blitz, not so much a middle linebacker or a stronger weak side linebacker, but 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 when any time a safety comes, every gap has to be taken, and they know that. They know that there was a call that was on. The tackle went in to his left, to his outside, and he should have came into the right side, the zero, or it might have been the one gap. That's where he should have been. So I say it's on the defensive back. He went into the wrong gap. Because, again, when you blitz with a strong safety or a weak safety, every gap has to be taken. Why? Because you're giving up a six-point chance for them to catch you on a post pattern or on a crossing ends pattern or a slant pattern. That's why every gap has to be taken in a safety blitz. In 1981, we're in Oakland playing the Raiders. Stabler, same deal. 
Plank and I were supposed to choreograph a blitz. I'm on the nose. I go to the left. Unfortunately, I gave the, the signal I was going right, and we went in the same gap. We got blocked. Stabler threw an 80-yard pass to Cliff Branch to win the game. So it happens. When you, when, Not, I, I never heard the end of it from tell, Buddy. <laughs> Dan, I, I call her Dan. Dan, let me, let me tell you something. That, that's why when you, when you call a blitz like that, the, the the thing is, you're not thinking about him completing. You will sack the quarterback. Because when you do call it, there's a reason for calling what they see, and they'll call it, and that means either stronger or weak side safety comes, and the reason you're going to sack him, you're not going to let him throw that football. That's when you call a safety blitz. I mean, that is dead on. You're going to sack him. Didn't happen. 312-981-7200, the number. We have to take a time out here. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. Hot route! Hot route! Who brought it today? Looking at which bear played tough, played hard. Brown has it knocked away by Johnson. Those guys have been going head-to-head all day. And a couple of Pro Bowl caliber players taking turns getting the better of the others. Courtesy of Fox Sports, Jalen Johnson, one of those guys that brought it today, sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. Happen OB continues here, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Bears lose to the Eagles today at Soldier Field 25-20. to That means there are three games left in the regular season, or the season that is for the Bears. It'll be next week against the Bills, and then to Detroit, and then wrapping things up at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Yep, um... Also, uh, we talked in the pregame about getting a look at a couple of players. One was Alex Leatherwood, who played uh, quite a bit in the second quarter and was tortured by Hassan Reddick. And they put the hook on him and got him out and put Riley Reef back out there. So well, I don't think move, that. Dan. No, he, he, he can't take the outside speed rush. And that was the. Uh, you know that's the the sticker that was put on him, and that's why the the Raiders let him go, and there's a good reason. Yeah, first round draft choice uh, left on the waiver wire. The Bears took a flyer on him at least. Let's go back out of the phone three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Welcome in, Mike. Mike, you are on with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Hey guys, you know I love listening to you guys and listening to you watch you play, big bear guy. But I got a question for you. You know, I was always told it's always good you'd rather have the uh, fastest horse than the best jockey. And I know we're expecting certain things. We don't have any talent on this team. <laughs> we got a few guys here and there. We got a running back that's better than average. We got a quarterback. Animal, you're right. But we don't know if he can throw the ball because he got nobody to throw the ball to. You're My right. question is, who do you guys think that we have that are so good and I'm not ready to say that the general manager's out of control yet. He hasn't had a chance. But we got 130 or 140 under cap. We finally got all our draft choices. It should be pretty obvious next year. We damn well better be good. And I'm tired of it. And I know all the fans are. But I'm trying to be reasonable. Talk me off the ledge. <laughs> Keep both hands on the wheel, will you, please? <laughs> for, for, Thanks, Mike. First, Mike, get a parachute. Yeah. <laughs> Head for the soft landing, buddy. Yeah, uh, we've got two backs that could play anywhere. We've got a tight end that's not in the top five, but he's pretty close. If Offensive line, we don't, we don't have anybody that could start for anybody in the division. None of them. Braxton Jones has got a chance. He's the seventh-round draft pick left tackle as a rookie this year. Uh, he wasn't uh, god-awful you know, today, but... All that being said, you know, we think we got a chance when you got Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool in, in the, involved in the passing game. Neither one was available today. So, we, you know, OB, he, okay, Justin threw for 151 yards after 60-something in sacks. That's the net yardage is 91 yards in four quarters of football. Now he threw a 36-yard touchdown at the end of the game, a meaningless, meaningless one almost, but it still counts. You take that away, he's thrown for about 15 yards a quarter in a game against a bona fide Super Bowl contender. And, 
you know, yeah, we came up short, but it's amazing we were as close as we were. All that being said, you're exactly right. You know, Ryan Poles, it's inherent upon him to not only find players, but find players you can count on. You know, Chase Claypool, he, he had, he's caught 12 passes in five games, and now he was on the inactive list today because of a knee. Darnell Mooney has an ankle. He's going to be gone the rest of the year. So you got to look at not only who can play, but who can play 17 weeks out of the season. Well, I'll and, tell you who else is going to be gone if, if they don't start protecting this kid and stop him from running the football. The majority of the time, he's our leading rusher. The amount of times he carries the ball, the amount of yardage is our quarterback. And I'm going to tell you, you know, if he's going to be our lead runner, Danny, from week in to week out, you know, week after week after week, what, what, how, how are you going to win? We had basically a net yards 91 today passing. We he threw one pass for 35 yards. You take that out, and he threw for basically in four quarters of football 56 yards. 56 yards, averages roughly about, like Dan said, 15, 14, 15 yards a quarter. Do you really, really believe in your heart that we've got the answer? That we've got the answer that we're going to be a Super Bowl contender? We're so far away from that, it's unbelievable. Going by the stats, I'm one of, that's what I'm referring on, that's what I'm relying on. And when you can't convert again on third down, 5 of 13, and that's on third down conversions, that means you're not eating a clock up, you're not moving the ball down, and you're not scoring points. Our buddy uh, Lonnie from Wilmington texted me and he said, Hamp, if, if you remember, they talked about Justin Fields in the draft in the pre-talk stages about him dealing with a form of epilepsy. And he's saying that some of the medications that you have to deal with in kind of handling epilepsy, and nobody's talking about it, but they bring on dehydration. And there's a there's kind of a, 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 a you know a common denominator there when you're talking about cramping and the meds, epilepsy. I, I I'm no doctor, but I, I do know that you know there has been certain undercurrents of, of conversation about that being a factor. I don't know. Danny, what I mentioned earlier about it, when I said it, it's a lack of salt in his body, and I think if you if you people want to check with your local doctor or whoever, I'm telling you, that's what it is. There's a lack of salt in his system. We need to send Mel's barbecue over. It's nice and salty. <laughs> yes, indeed. It's good. It's good for you, yes. All right, one more before we get to our next time out. Let's go out to uh, Tennessee Ted. Tennessee Ted, you're on with Amp and OB. Go ahead. Yeah, it is Tennessee Ted, and I, I have a few issues with this game. Number one, I didn't really appreciate the uh, the broadcasting from Fox NFL because uh, it, 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 there was a lot of interference with the game throughout the whole entire time, and it was very difficult to watch the game. Uh, number two, I think that uh, uh, Vilas Jones uh, needs to be released. Uh, and I and he's a Tennessee boy. I get it. You know, I should have a little compassion for him, but not what you're not when you're playing with the Chicago Bears. You can't catch the ball. You need to go ahead and work on a pig farm or something. I don't know what else to say. But he is not going to be able to play with the Chicago Bears. And and the other thing is that head coach is terrible. He made a lot of bad calls throughout the game. And uh, I'm just I'm just very very upset about uh, uh, the way that man has been coaching this team. He has shown no affection toward the players, toward anything. If there's a bad call, you never see him arguing. Nothing. He he is just. I think he's just collecting a paycheck like just about everybody else is with that dang team. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, I've been listening to your answer. Thank you. Well, uh, your assumptions, Ted. I I, I hope I hope especially talking about Eberflus, the head coach, is wrong. I, I mean, I'm saying I hope it's wrong. You know, we'll, we'll wait to see what happens here in these next three games, et cetera. But I, I hope you're wrong. I mean, I don't see it as critical as you do, although I do have some issues with him, but uh, not as strong as you do, Ted. Yeah, I can. Ted's uh, compassion oozes. 
across the airwaves about uh, Valus Jones. All I can say is Valus Jones has been involved in maybe 20, 25 plays thus far this year. He's already lost three fumbles in critical moments of the game. You can't have it. All right, we'll take a quick time out here, get back to more of your phone calls at 312-981-7200. Hang in there, callers. Absolutely right. The Bears lose to the Eagles 25-20. to Happen OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Fields moves in the pocket and gets away. Justin Fields takes off, turns a sack into a big game and a first down. Justin Fields Courtesy of Fox Sports, Justin Fields, that crazy, crazy run. He stepped out at the nine, actually got in. That's our play of the game, sponsored by Good Foods. Game day is Guac Day. Bears fans enter to win amazing prizes at gamedayisguacday.com. Good Foods Guac, available at Jewel Osco. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at chevydrivechicago.com. That was an amazing run. Unfortunately, it didn't turn into a touchdown for him, but uh, set the Bears up. And, you know, we talk about the guy at the running, but he's obviously pretty talented at it. You just don't want to see him doing it all the time. And again, those are the, the the spots in the game where, okay, he gives you a special dimension maybe two other players have in the league. All that being said, how many design runs did we see from him today out of the 15 carries? Seven, eight, nine? I don't know. You know, we'll have to go back and look at it. I'm just saying, those are the the, the, the spots in a game that he can change everything. But... It was not by design. It was by necessity. And you can't fault him for that, OB. No, no, you can't. But I'm going to tell you what. You know, you take that first half today, Danny, that first half against the Eagles, we had the ball for almost 21 minutes to there like about eight minutes, eight minutes and some odd seconds. We had the ball for almost 21 minutes, and we have a score of 10 points. 312-981-7200 312-981-7200 is the phone number. we got a couple of folks uh, waiting on the line here. Let's go out to Lee in Chicago. Lee, you're on with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hey, guys. I love the show, man. Uh, so I just wanted to point out if uh, who's designing the plays where if you're facing a tough Eagles defense here, why are you not designing plays where you can pass the ball quick? And another thing, Justin Fields, he's not passing the ball uh, deep either. You know, I'm kind of worried that he he he, he doesn't have a a uh, deep uh, passing skill threat. Lee, I'm going to tell you uh, something. I don't have an answer for you because I got the same, pretty much the same question you got. Where was the play action? Where was the play action today? Where were the bootlegs, naked or or, or full out blown bootleg? Where was the sprint outs? Where were the hurry up offense? We did we hurry up offense one time. Why wasn't this stuff implemented into our game plan today? Where were where was it? Well, and I brought this up two weeks ago. You know, Al, uh, Luke Getze is the offensive coordinator. Essentially, what that means is he takes input from the running game coordinator and the passing game coordinator, and then he puts a game plan together out of whatever input they have given him. Then he takes all the all the ammunition away from Fields. I'm talking the play action, the sprint outs, the bootlegs. That's who that kid is. Cole Komet. You know, how, how many times have we seen an offense try and feature one of the best players on our offense? But all that being said, there's some somebody named Tyke Tolbert, who is the wide receiver coach, but he is titled the passing game coordinator. So when Justin Fields goes into an NFL game and he comes out of it with 91 total yards throw, throwing the ball, I would think I got to look at the passing game coordinator because we didn't coordinate things too well, did we? And yet nobody has mentioned his name. Nobody has brought his name up. And at some point, I think, again, Matt Eberflus, first-time head coach, he has to pick this 24 that's how many there are 24 coaches or whatever roster now it's a lot of it is you know referrals a lot of it is guys that you know trying to break out and get a job whatever all i'm trying to tell you is tyke tolbert obviously 
has great a great deal of limitations because our passing schematics are nothing compared to a lot of of a lot of the better teams and you would think that Luke Getze coming from Green Bay where he was the quarterback's coach he would be familiar with a lot of different types of routes route route tree permutations that work how you can set people up you asked a question earlier today when is, when are, you know the eagles threw the 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 speed screen and you said, wake me up the next time that, that play works. And I said, a lot of that is to set up the corners because they got blockers out in front, and now the corners have to be super aggressive, fight through the blocks to get to the guy receiving the ball behind the line of scrimmage. Well, the next thing you do is you throw the speed screen, and then when the corners are selling out to come up, that's when one of the blockers just – shucks him and just takes off on a fly pattern we never do that why right it's not illegal but we don't do it danny well let me and i agree with you 100 (laughs) percent. and let me just say this again because i think it's very very important you sent our quarterback out there today against probably the best team in football and let me tell you something you took away you sent him out with a gun half loaded Okay, and what am I referring to? Where were the sprint outs, which I just mentioned a few minutes ago? And that's big. That's game planning, folks. Where's the play action? You're running the football. Why don't you come with play action? Why don't you come with the bootlegs? Give this kid some ammunition. You got to play four quarters, and you have him doing the same damn thing, which is, you know what it is? It's a lot of nothing because we don't convert on third down, and we don't pass the ball. And there are things that you could do. Just what I said. Bootlegs, sprint outs, naked bootlegs, and get go on a quick count. Give the kid more ammunition to move the ball down the field in your game planning. My God, does it, we, you guys can't figure this out? Andy made the, the comment. Dennis just, isn't a nice thing, by the way. Andy made the comment just a minute ago. In the first half, it was third and one, and we went seven-step drop. Now, why would you do that? See, to me, with this offense as limited as your personnel is, you want to get a first down. Yep. Why do you go seven-step drop? I'll tell you why. Luke Getze wants to look like Big Shot and say, oh, I'm I'm going to do exactly the opposite of what the book says because I'm smarter than everybody, and it blows up in our face. Let me say it again one more time because I think this is so damn important, folks. What I just said, why? Why not? Why didn't they come with play action, bootlegs? These are offensive strategies, folks, to keep the defense guessing. Hopefully the defense would make a mistake and them trying to adjust to what we're doing. And we have this whole area of offensive force that we could lay down on on a defensive team, and we don't even use it. Not one stinking time. Come on! More of our post-game therapy session coming up after a check of the news. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Overall, I thought that uh, our guys uh, did a good job of battling. We have to learn how to finish better. Uh, that's one of the things we need to get done uh, here in the next few games, and uh, that's, that's the biggest thing. The biggest takeaway for me is the head football coach. Head coach Matt Eberflus. is you better got to be a smarter coach, and your coaching staff, you got to be smarter. Happen OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. We'll get back to the phones here in just a moment. 312-981-7200. I don't want to forget, Dan, your your uh, Ryan Poles list. We want to get to that before the end of the show here uh, at the top of the hour as well, calls. too. Yep, we'll get to the calls first. And let's go out to John in Rolling Meadows. John, you're on with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hi, doing, guys. Merry Christmas. Um, I, I, you know, we, we really played good today. We lost, but what about the seven-man line, the defensive line, where all of a sudden it's like, oh, the old Buddy Ryan line, and we crunched them. And then we stopped, and we didn't do anything after that. And my second thing was we talked about uh, passing, passing, and I'm sorry, Philadelphia. The passing was phenomenal where on the five-yard line, his hands were up, boom, the hands are in there. Uh, just to practice, and the coaches were not there for the Bears to watch them practice while they were doing their routes. Okay, um, 
Appreciate your call, sir. Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, you know, again, we're, we're playing with our third, fourth, fifth, eighth wide receiver. We know that essentially that has been a chronic problem with this program for a long time. And all that being said, we've got somebody named Tyke Terrell that's in charge of it. And to me, I'm just saying, is it a is a mystery why we're having a lot of problems? And bottom line, we talked about the fact that the you know 91 total yards through the air of Justin Fields. I mean, I'm sorry, a, a lot of quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, will throw that in the first quarter, game after game. And so, at some point, we've got to get better. Now, how do you get better? Is it him? Is it his throwing ability? Or is it the the possibility that he has no confidence in the receivers and the routes and the way they run the routes? We know the last game against the Packers, we were in this thing until 57 minutes into it, three minutes to go, fourth quarter. He throws the ball to EQ St. Brown. EQ St. Brown came from Green Bay, and he telegraphed the fact that it was going to be a 12-yard stop. Well, the corner jumped in front of it. Now, at some point, you got to think, you got to recognize that as a coach and, and know that you can't throw that, especially against his old team that knows him, that's seen him run routes and practice for two years, and that it's a certain death, and yet we still do the same stupid stuff week after week after week, and today, I, 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 you know, again, you know, everybody's battling, and you're, you're talking about the seven-man buddy Rand. No, it was a four-man line, but we were mugging up with our linebackers and a safety, you know, being very aggressive, and it worked. It works sometimes. Now, all that being said, talent is the eventual decider most of the time you can get a, fl- a fluke play here and there but early in the game we forced Jalen Hurts into two interceptions he hadn't had an interception in you know eight games or I something think, what he's only thrown about three all year or yeah like I'm just saying so we were very effective in a lot of things but you know you got to find a way to be able to close games out like Eberflus said but it's hard to close games with Bad coaches and players that are not playing the way you have to play in order to win. John, thanks so much for the call. We're going to get you a $50 gift card to Bell's Craft Barbecue in Park Ridge. It's simply the best BBQ that you will ever eat. Our game-changing moment is sponsored by the Muller's Auto Group. Game-changing moments. And there was a, a lot of them in there, but I think the we talked about the secondary a lot today because it was a, a real bright spot, and they had some chances to change the game today. Absolutely. At some point, you know, the Eagles being as good as they are, and I didn't realize, I thought they were number two in total defense, and but they were number one coming into this game. And for us to be able to move the ball as much as we did, and we scored, you know, what, what did we score, 20? 20, 25-20 And... We left we left some on the the board. We talked about the field goal. Our kicker right. didn't want to attempt. All these different things. At some point, you know, you gotta kind of get a pat on the back to the players. They they and you said it, Ob. You said top to bottom, this was the best effort and aggressive effort we have seen the entire season. Absolutely, Danny. I I, I can't say it enough. I was I was really really happy to see that today that for them they become the aggressive people on both sides of the ball. You know, is our talent there across the board? 53 guys are 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 we in the same league with the Eagles? No, we're not. But I'll tell you what. What a great great feeling to see that team come after people and try to make things happen. I was very proud of him today. But uh, at the end, the talent wins out. Hassan Reddick, the the, uh, the the pass rusher, he he basically destroyed our passing game. And their two receivers, they took the game over in the second half. Let's go back out to the phones. Tom in Tinley Park, you are on with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Tom. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy uh, New Year and holidays, uh, gentlemen. Same to you. Uh, I just I just want to and, 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 you guys are the greatest. I just I love your show, Thank but you. I just need to need to put this out there. Uh, the Bears over the years have have they've been fortunate to have a great fan base 
you know, and we've got the best. We know that people come out and they're hardworking family people. They bring their families out there and it's not cheap. And they're going to turn around at one point and say, hey, this isn't preseason. There's a finite amount of games. I don't care if it's the first game, last game, first quarter, last quarter. These are professionals. People are going to question, do I want to go somewhere else? I could take my family out for several nice dinners, or now Christmas is coming up. And hopefully people aren't going to start walking away, but they're going to start questioning when you gentlemen astutely say it's it's just common knowledge what's going on. It's frustrating. Well, thank you so much for your call. You're exactly right. And there is going to be a point where it, it's beyond diminishing returns. It's going to be, okay, I'm done. And I was at the stadium today, and I it was freezing. I'm telling you, I was cold. And those folks were out there in the stands, three hours plus, and yet they were there to the bitter end. All that being said, we've got to be better. And you would think, you would think somehow, some way, we would realize, okay, the Bears have never had a good passing offense. Why wouldn't they go and get the best passing game coordinator in all of football? Somebody that is has been working with, you know, uh, Justin Herbert or Joe Bear, Barrow up in Cincinnati. People that know how to be nifty and create opportunities, rub routes, crossing patterns, all the things OB talks about, we don't do. Tell me the last time we saw a quick slant. We don't throw it. I, you know what, Danny? I, I mean, it's just, it's almost like we refuse to do the bare basic minimum. Absolutely, Danny. And this is what you need to win in a football game. This is such a, I'm going to tell you, it's right in front of right in front of you folks you got our listeners you guys are you guys are great you pick up on it you see it you call in and and i can't tell you enough how much danny and i appreciate you all listening and and giving us a call believe me i do all right one more before we get to another break here let's go out to mount greenwood and welcome in joe joe you're on with happen ob go ahead hey happen ob my two favorite guys Uh, um you you know our offensive line is is horrible uh our right tackle got beat today like a red-headed stepchild twice, and their defensive end got to fields and took him down. And how in the heck is he supposed to get the ball out if he doesn't have time? And again, in the last five out of six games, he's thrown an interception in the fourth quarter, and we turn the ball over, and a game we could have won, we lose. But you said on TV, it's embarrassing. I'll hang up and listen, guys. All right. Thanks, Joe. Joe, let me just say this. I'll take this one part, Dan. When you have a when you have a defensive lineman, whether it's an I man or an O man, and what do I mean by an I man? Inside defensive tackle or an O man, which is outside, which would be the defensive end. When you have a very aggressive, a very aggressive pass rusher that you got to come to, and and let's say the blocking call, you know, you set up and you say everybody they they get up and they and they get in that crotch and they put their hands in front of them and they take that step or that step and a half back and wait to engage. When you have an aggressive person, and that would be just like Dan Hampton, who was probably the most aggressive inside lineman I ever saw in my life. And if I was playing guard against Dan Hampton, I don't care if it was a pass pay and everybody else is dropping back. I'm not dropping back against Dan Hampton. I'm going to fire out, fire out right on the line of scrimmage. Hopefully I can stymie him enough and hold him off enough so we can get a playoff or get a pass off. What should have happened is somebody should have told that kid, you do not drop back. You take that, he lines up right, he's lining right over your your outside shoulder. You take him on at the line of scrimmage. Do not drop a step and a half or two steps back and then try to engage. You give him too much room, too much time to do too many things to you. Engage him right at the line of scrimmage. And this isn't an I think, by the way. Okay, let me just say this before we go to break. Through 14 games now, we have had the ball 19 times in the fourth quarter where we have a chance when we are behind to go and not only tie or take the lead. In 14 games, we've had to, we had 19 different chances to do that. We've only been successful three times. One was against the 49ers in the opener. The, uh, another one was Minnesota up there where we were able to tie it. All I'm saying is at some point, we have got to be in a position where we can execute in the fourth quarter, we are not 
we're falling apart rather than putting pressure on the other team. Well said, Daniel. All right, we need to take a quick time out here. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. I just have to get an IV before every game. I didn't get one today because I thought the weather, I wouldn't need one, but I'm still exerting energies, you know, still using my body. So from now on, I'm just going to have to get an IV. Justin Fields, our BBB Trusted Review, brought to you by the Better Business Bureau. Find a business you can trust at BBB.org. Hampton OB continues here, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at Chevy Drives. Chicago.com. So once again, we were correct. Yes, we were. Annoying Lonnie from Wilmington. Good work. Good work. Yeah. All right. Back out to the phones we go. Let's welcome like Columbo. In. Let's welcome in Ron from Chicago. Ron, you are on with Happen OB. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, next year, if the Bears draft a uh, quality wide receiver in the first round or they sign a quality free agent, will anything change? Will Justin Fields still be running around like he is now? You know, it's it's gotten to the point where, where uh, Anytime he completes a pass, everybody says, wow, you see how much he has improved. So what do you, what do you think? Okay. Uh, thank you so much for your call. All right, real quick. When McMahon was drafted in 82, the next year we had two number ones. We drafted Jimbo Colvert first, then Willie Galt in the first round. The smartest thing McMahon ever said was, if I hadn't got protection, I don't care who is uh, is wide receiver. I can't get the ball to him. Bingo. Okay, so that is to be the formula. I think this coming spring. Now, all that being said, I, there's a receiver that plays for TCU. I think is a poor man's Devonte Adams, and I'd love to get him. He'll be somewhere uh, available four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, I think his last name is Johnson, but he's a great player. Real quick. Ryan Poles has done pretty good on the draft. Brisker, Gordon, they're keepers. They were two number twos. And Braxton Jones looks like a qualified left tackle. He's got to get a lot stronger. But the draft has been okay. But free agency, these are the free agents he brought in. Justin Jones, give me a rating on him. D. Lucas Patrick, F. He has done nothing. EQ St. Brown, D minus. Dante Pettis, maybe a C. Uh, Mohammed, the number 55, the defensive end. I'd give him D minus. Nick Morrow, who had his best couple of games the last two weeks. I'm just saying, the draft polls has been pretty good, but in the free agents, a red flag. Uh, yeah, if I could, real quickly here, folks. Uh, if, uh, this young man by the name of Robert from Austin, Texas, called last week and wanted to know about George Allen in 1965. We won a world championship in 63, and George Allen was our defensive coordinator. And we thought that following year, and or the year after in 64 or 65, we thought that Hallis would retire. He's won a lot of world championships, everything. So when we won it in 63, we thought he was going to retire. Well, anyways, Robert wanted to know what I thought about it or whatever. We all thought, that entire team thought that George Allen and everybody was looking for him to be our new head coach. He didn't. He came back himself. And the following year, George Allen left for the Los Angeles Rams at the time. And George Allen was the man that put that defense in 63 together. He drafted the people. He drafted Mike Ditka. He drafted Dick Butkus. He drafted Gail Sayers. I cannot tell you. Traded for Joe Marconi. He was fabulous. And I hated when he left. That broke the heart and that broke the the team down. And we didn't win after that. All right. There's the answer to your question. We appreciate that, OB. Guys, have a good Robert to Robert Robert, Texas. Okay. Have a good week, guys. We will be back on Sunday. And that is uh, Saturday, excuse me, Saturday. Hey, that's Christmas Eve. We're going to be back on the 24th, Saturday before the Bears take on the Bills. Thank you hey, for that the reminder. the NFL saved us from ruining Christmas. <laughs> yes, it did. We got the Bills. <laughs> yes, it did, right. Happy, uh, Merry Christmas to the Bears, right? Uh, we'll be back uh, sat- uh, Saturday, that is, at 11 o'clock in the morning, ahead of the Bears and the Bills. Happen OB has been sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com.